Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Our show tonight is, I think, a very important one, and co-hosting with me is John LeCron. He will be joining us in just a moment. Before we get started, um, I have a few things I want to say. Recently, I believe it was one of the uh, vice presidents of AstraZeneca came out and said, that no, the vaccine isn't really a vaccine technically. It doesn't actually qualify as a vaccine, but they just call it one so they can get all the immunity and not be held responsible for all the people they murder. And he said, what you need to do is look at it like, you know, an onboard operating system similar to what's in your computer. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about it in reference to The battles we've had over the last several years over smart meters, over 5G, your body will be uh, accessed by 5G. They can manipulate it, your feelings, what you're thinking. They can do all kinds of things, including shutting you off. Think about that for a minute. But it also, you know, Bill Gates' wet dream, everybody a walk in ATM, digital If you think these things aren't related, I I don't know what to tell you. Now, they came out with this faked-up virus, and they claimed they could not isolate it. Nobody to this date has supposedly isolated it. Now, either you're lying about the fact that the virus exists, or you're lying that you can't isolate it. I think option number two is the correct one and actually part of number one the SARS COVID-19 virus has been patented by Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci and a few other people it was patented back in 2019 that is publicly available information you cannot patent any naturally occurring thing no matter what it is Now you know why we have genetically modified crops. How else are you going to take over the food supply, a major portion of it, if you can't claim what's being produced belongs to you? So they changed the the composition of things like corn, and then they said this is a new creation, and it's ours, and we're patenting it. It is not a naturally occurring thing. All of these things may seem unrelated, But I watch the USDA like a hawk because that is a rotten outfit from top to bottom, in my opinion. Has been for a long time. And one of the things they've been trying to do is to completely overtake agriculture on behalf of corporations. At this time, Bill Gates owns just over 300,000 prime agricultural acres, much of it taken, stolen 
from black farmers as USDA refused to give them loans and grants that everybody else could get, but they couldn't. Uh, even under the Pigford settlement, it didn't, it didn't pay like it was supposed to when they were shown their corruption was absolutely laid bare. And, but I watch the things that are coming out as Gates is gaining more and more of our agriculture land. USDA has come out and they are going to roll back the regulations on GMO crops. Somebody get a clue here. They have also decided they're not going to do environmental impact statements. Are you figuring this out? This, this goes directly to what's going to be available not only to us but other parts of the world. And since 2010, the Food Modernization Act, beware of anything that has the word modernization in it, because when you come out with some sort of modernization act, number one, an act is something the government does by force. And number two, when they're modernizing something, you need to go get a jug of Vaseline and just bend over because you're going to get it. Anyway, so here we sit. And if you've noticed in any of your stores, like Walmart, about a quarter to a third of the shelves are empty in the food section. Freezers are empty. Now, why is that? This is the biggest food retailer on the planet. This is happening in every store. If you go into these dollar stores, I'm telling you, they're down to half of the inventory they should have. We went around and visited several just to see where they were at. And I asked one of the managers, are you going out of business? And she said, no, we order stuff. We just don't get it. Then recently it came to our attention that between China and Walmart, they have locked down all the incoming food containers um, across the board. Everything that we get from China, which is virtually everything, because everything we produce, thanks to the Food Modernization Act of 2010, 80% of it is shoved, forced into the global market. That beef you love to eat, we don't even know where it came from because we can't track it. The prime beef in this country... Less than 4 to 6% of it ends up in any of our stores. The rest of it is forced into the global market. That's the way we do things. And then we ship in substandard products. But we sell them at the highest price possible. Just a win-win all the way around for some people. But this food situation is becoming imperative. You need to watch what's in your cupboard. You need to be stockpiling dry goods, canned goods, I lean more toward the dry, dry goods. They'll last longer. But this is not going to go on forever. We are being, in my opinion, overthrown. This is a coup. This whole crap about this virus is crap. It is being used to inject people with a protein that is receptive to and interactive with things like 5G, other little odds and ends they got laying around there. And most recently, if you think we're wrong about this, about Bill Gates turning you into a digital walking ATM, they have just come out with debit cards for kids. No sense in letting them get the idea that they should have money in their pocket. And the idea that any parent would hand their child a debit card, I think they ought to be smacked in the head. Um, I don't know any kid that's got enough money that they need a debit card. And why should the bank know? 
what your kid got for allowance. I mean, think about this. This is training. This is this is compliance. It's getting the younger generation, which is why they started jabbing these small children with this so-called vaccine that isn't a vaccine. They're setting them up so that they're already online and trackable. I I don't know where we're going from here. This is going to get really ugly. Biden, of course, is threatening to send out, I guess as I understand it, the military to go door-to-door um, to forcibly vaccinate if they have to. It is imperative as far as the government is going to. Don't lay this on. Oh, it's the Democrats. Oh, the, the, this was going on under Trump. Remember, he said he he was the one person responsible for warp speed, the production of this vaccine, if it wasn't for him, yeah, if it wasn't for him. And they're all in this. That's what you have to understand. If you're still buying into the right versus left thing, the Democrat versus Republican, you're just an idiot. You are just an idiot. And anybody who then drops back when you argue them down and starts quoting Bible scripture, number one, you just beat them. And number two, that's the last resort of people that have nothing of value to say, uh, nothing that would contribute to the conversation. They'll start, the, bless the Lord, and, you know, this, the scripture says this, and this one says that. Yeah, and uh, that has to do with what that's going on. Anyway, this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. John is going to give you a very thorough education about what it takes to survive and it should this come to pass, and we know it's coming, there isn't anybody who doesn't know this is coming. Uh, the end of life as we have known it. We are going into a full police state, full martial law. We have no rights. The Constitution is supposedly suspended during this time, but there isn't much left of that anyway. Uh, we are, I'm, I'm telling you, I never thought I would see this day. I never thought I would see this day in this country when people were so apathetic, so easily swayed that the information and evidence can be right in your face and you're still going, oh, no, there's a virus. I've seen it. I had it. No, you had the flu. Um, CDC, by the way, this year is not collecting flu stats. They claim 26 to 36,000 a year die from the flu. And they're not collecting those stats this year because everything's being rebranded as COVID. And again, if you cannot isolate and identify the virus you claim is out there, how in the hell could you identify a variant? Unless you're lying, which (laughs) that's what they ought to call this, John, the liar's virus. But anyway, John's going to take you through this, what he thinks is coming what he thinks you're going to be facing, what it looks like is going to happen to us, and what you possibly can do about it. So, John, take it away. Good evening, Marty. Once again, always a pleasure to be here with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Marty's not the only one that's got her pulse on what's going on here in regards to the food. She's going into the stores and looking things around. She's not the only one. There are many of us doing that same little, shall we call it an inspection, I guess, and we are seeing it. 
And I just got confirmation from one of my friends who has a direct tie-in to one of the major chain stores, not the one previously discussed, but the grocery stores. And the word came down that in a couple months, um, there's going to be a real big problem with beef. You're going to see a lot less of it available. And again, we can all automatically assume some of this is being factual just based on the fact that there's this incredible drought that's happening all over this country. And this drought, in turn, is causing a um, need for these ranchers to have supplies that they do not have in order to feed their cattle, which in turn means the cattle have gotten to be slaughtered and uh, in some cases not even properly processed, if you will. We've talked about the Hunger Games on this show. Everybody needs to comprehend the Hunger Games is very real. Marty and I have talked multiple times about how things are never going back to the days of 2019. They are simply not ever coming back. Everything that you know prior to that, you have to think differently now. There's no simpler way for me to put it. All I can sit here and have a conversation with each of you about is what you need to know to do the very best that you can to hopefully get through the next few years. Because I'm telling you right now, folks, the next few years are going to be far more challenging than most people are prepared for. We have a society of people that is not capable of taking care of themselves. This is just a fact. They have been talking about getting rid of the useless eaters since I was a kid. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They're doing it, and they're doing it in a big way. To make matters worse as they go through this agenda, the following steps that we're going to be coming are going to include things like, okay, so you can't feed yourself now. You don't have any knowledge, skills, or abilities. You don't have a job. We've been giving you welfare payments all these years. Well, guess what? Here's the deal. Sign this little piece of paper. Do what we tell you to do. Head on over to this little storage unit, FEMA camp. And we will promise to take care of you. And again, at that point, take your chances. But a lot of people are going to go there. Americans have never truly known deprivation on a scale that's large enough to truly comprehend. Now, granted, there's places in the country, cities, some of the areas that are incredibly poverty-driven, But nevertheless, most of the country has never been without. Even what you would define as quote-unquote poverty in America is far richer than most people in the rest of the planet. You know, we talk all the time about the proverbial 1%. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you as an American, you're part of the 1%, and I don't care that you don't have Bill Gates' money don't care because if you're listening to this that means you have internet access you have water you have food you've got a roof over your head because otherwise if you didn't have those things you'd have other priorities like trying to stay alive folks this is more serious than we can possibly imagine you've heard me and marty talk about it there has been a war that has been declared on you 
There's no simpler way to put it. This is a very real war with very real dead bodies and very real repercussions. And it's multi-pronged coming from so many angles. And it's propagated through psychological warfare, trauma-based mind control, a barrage of lies. And the politicians are leading you down this path. The bankers are leading us down these paths. Why? Because we're the last true bastion that can stand up against the tyranny. America really is. Because they've disarmed the rest of the planet. They've convinced the rest of the planet to sacrifice themselves for their governments. And they're busy trying to do the same here. The only difference is a lot of people aren't falling for it because a lot of us have been following this conspiracy for decades. And Marty and I are not, you know, novices in this matter, but by far we sure didn't start the studies. Each one of us have learned from other people who have followed this conspiracy going back decades and in some cases centuries. And again, if you know history, you can see the trend and the intention because they have told us what the intention is. They've made it abundantly clear. They put it in stone just for you. And there's your contract, ladies and gentlemen, in stone in Georgia. But we don't, again, want to actually think that our elected officials, quote unquote, when I say our, have our best interests in mind because they don't. They don't work for you. They work for the syndicate. And believe me when I say this, they're in for the final push. I have watched this agenda grow my entire life because I've been following this conspiracy for an excess of 45 years. That's a long time to watch something grow from its infancy stage to a full-grown baby, teenager, adult. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The New World Order is staring you in the face. The global economic reset is there. And they've told you, you will own nothing. But you'll be happy. Yeah, that didn't work in 1917, and it sure isn't going to work now. So tonight's show, we're going to talk about some of the things that you need to think about to survive in the future. Because believe me, I'm telling you right now, survival of the fittest isn't just about who's the strongest. No, ladies and gentlemen. On the contrary, the strongest, a lot of them are not going to survive. You better have strength where it truly matters in between those ears of yours, that brain matter. Because I'm telling you right now, everything that you think you own isn't going to mean anything in a society that's broken down. Trust me when I say that. Remember, I'm a military historian. I have seen it. 
again and again and again and again in my history books. What happens in a society when war has torn it to shreds? And again, I can't make it any clearer than this, ladies and gentlemen. You're experiencing warfare right now. You are. There's Chinese troops in the south of the border, Chinese troops north of the border, but there's also Chinese troops in America. Now, the ports, we sold those out to the Chinese decades ago. Again, if you control the ports, guess what? You control what goes into the country. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. And y'all better really think about this. We've talked about the fact that there's all of these shortages for chips, which is why they're having a big problem with car production. I talked a little bit about the uh, situation happened to my friend a few weeks ago. He bought a used truck, several years old, And he spent more on that truck used with 100,000 miles than it cost new a few years earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, you better start thinking outside the box. This global economic reset is changing the whole world. The American dollar, although it's not American, the petrodollar, if you will, That little scam is over with. It's in the final stages of being terminated. We've talked on this show about central bank digital currencies. We've gone to great extent to explain how exactly they are moving us into a society where nobody has this thing called money. And again, folks, Federal Reserve notes are not money. They are negotiable debt instruments and a liability to the United States Corporation. 12 United States Code 411. Look it up. But in the end, this perfects the slavery. The central bank digital currency perfects the slavery. Because if you don't play the nice, Guess what? Your little digits on your little phone aren't going to mean anything because they can block them from being used. They can magically take them out. Say, oh, sorry. You said something naughty. We don't like you anymore. Good luck surviving. It's about control. They don't want you to leave a geographical area 25, 50 miles. Again, what are they going to do? Say, okay, well, you can spend your digits over here in this little geographic area, but don't go to that geographic area over there where your friends and families are. No, don't do that. Because over there it won't mean anything. We have to change how we look at economics. We have to change how we look at the world that we're living in. And I'm telling you right now, Most people cannot get to that point until it's already too late. So we're going to start with barter economics. Barter economics, what is that? 
That is something of value that you can exchange for something else. Now, we originally went with gold and silver because it was divisible and it had a store of value. And, of course, it took effort to pull that stuff out of the ground and all that stuff. And gold and silver have been serving as money since time immemorial. That's a simple truth. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is only a small part of your plan, or it better be a small part of it. It better not be all of it. It better not be all of it. Because, again, barter isn't about something that looks really pretty and shiny. But if it doesn't have utility at the point when people need it, they don't need it. So what are things that have value? Land that you can grow things on. When you're growing things on that land, guess what? Now you've got something to barter with. Got some vegetables, got some fruit. Got some chickens, got some chicken eggs, maybe a cow, maybe a horse. Tangible things that have value to others that can be exchanged for things that you need. Barter, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting down and looking at what truly can be used. In times of war, here are some examples of barter. Food, alcohol, cigarettes, coffee, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, even sex. These are all things that have value in a grid-down society. Now, let me give you some examples of barter material in areas in America that are suffering under poverty right now. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the things that are used for barter, Tide laundry detergent, sodas, Coke, Pepsi, that kind of thing. Again, do you see where I'm going with this? Things that people want, things that people have gotten used to. If you want to go back to 2020, again, think about something. Everybody got super excited about the toilet paper shortage, so everybody ran out and bought all the toilet paper. And again, it was ridiculous. But it, And again, what happens when the trucks aren't delivering? Hmm? Better think about some of those things. Some other things that are quote-unquote barterable. Say you've got a tractor. Well, what can you do with it? Somebody says, hey, I need you to do this over on my property with your tractor over there. Guess what? That's a form of barter. Now you can negotiate with this individual. What do you need done and what do you have to offer me? Okay. And I want to emphasize this. Please, please listen to me. Because I know there are people out there that think that their gold and their silver are going to be what saves them. Trust me when I say this, folks. It won't. Now, I tell people gold is to save your life, and it is. Silver is to feed you, and it does. But I want you to think outside the box for a minute. Pretend for a moment, and we're going to talk about community in a few minutes. But pretend for a moment that you walk up, you and somebody else. You both show up at the front of this community at the same time. 
You're holding some gold. You're holding some silver. The other guy's not holding anything. And the leader of that community comes out and says to you, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I can only pick one of you. So I've got to ask you all some questions. See which one we're going to choose. And they start asking questions like, can you fix a small engine? Can you plant crops? Can you build a house? Can you do electrical work? Can you put in plumbing? And if the guy that doesn't have the gold and silver holds up his hand and says, I've done all of those things because I used to be in construction. And they look at the guy with the gold and silver and that's all he's got. He says, no, I was working in an office. Three guesses which group or which man is going to be chosen to join that community. Think, ladies and gentlemen. Think. Because it's your life. It is your life that you're gambling with right now. The injections, we've talked about all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the next stage of it. The proverbial hunger games. When you're networking with people, and again, this is critical, you have to network. And the time for networking isn't after the whole world goes to hell. It's right now. You better already have friends that you can trust. You better already have an idea of what happens if things go really wrong with what you're going to do. You better decide whether you're intending to leave where you're at and travel somewhere else or if you're going to secure in place. Now, if you're going to secure in place, you better be aware of some things. What can you do right now to help improve your chances of surviving? You can go through that house and you can start looking for things in weak spots that people can come in. Now, about a month and a half ago, my best friend and his significant other had a break-in. The man that broke in knew who they were, knew what they were, knew what they had, and knew the layout of the home because he'd been in it multiple times. He came in with another man They slept in separate bedrooms. One man went for his significant other. The leader of the little escapade went upstairs to my friend's room. By the grace of God, they both lived. In the case, we already know the one got captured and the other one they're looking for. But we know, and he admitted this, that he wanted to use a gun. And the other guy says, no, I'd rather use a club. Less noise. Well, the significant other was life flighted the next morning. I got the phone call early in the morning. She survived and she's starting to recover. But believe me, it wasn't nice. Hit multiple times, 22 times. The only reason my friend survived was because he was much larger than the assailant. 
He was able to get the upper hand, push him out, and got access to a sword in the form of a sword cane that he kept in his room. And he was able to stab the guy, which in turn allowed for the man to get wounded, yelled to his partner downstairs, and he ran out of the house while my friend was going for a different weapon. Now, again, one of the things that he wanted me to emphasize tonight, because I actually had a conversation with him. He says, John, I want you to remind people it happened so fast. He heard a crash. He heard a scream. He yelled down at his significant other thinking she had fallen. That's not what happened. Within a few seconds, he was staring at a man in his doorway. A few seconds. He says, John, I wouldn't have had time to reach into a drawer to pull out something. Okay? Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, if you have anything of value in a grid-down society, your life is in danger. So what can you do to your home now to prepare for it? Well, one of the things you can do is go to all of those doors. Make sure they've got a deadbolt on them. But more importantly, that's not where it always breaks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you this. It's not where it generally breaks. It generally will break, which is exactly what happened in my friends, and I've seen it in other examples too, in break-ins. Along that little strip of wood to the side of the lock. That's what gives out. Why? Because the nails are too small and the wood is too thin. You better change that, ladies and gentlemen. You better change that, especially if you're planning on securing in place. You better have the ability to defend yourself and a plan. What happens if this happens? That is the question. There was one instance in my particular case several years ago. My family had taken a trip. And my car, truck at the time, was uh, in the shop. And I had chosen to go to bed early that night. Very early. Somewhere around 11 o'clock or midnight, same thing happened to me. Heard the crash of the door. The only difference was I was ready. In just a couple seconds, I was in a position prepared to kill whoever walked through my door. Preparation, ladies and gentlemen, because you never know. Food shortages are real. They will be looking for food or anything else that they need. Maybe they want to take over your house. Nice, convenient location for them. Maybe you were smart. You were growing some vegetables out back. I sure hope all of you have planted some fruit trees. I really, truly do. Because Marty and I have been talking for a couple years now about the proverbial uh, hunger games. Preparation, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think the military and the police are going to be there to help you? No, they're not. 
Your military, as a general rule, will either be fighting an invading army or doing what is called martial law. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, right now you are in a martial law scenario. You truly are. Police will make a decision. The sheriff, same thing. Shire Reef. In a really bad scenario, they're not going to be out there policing and acting the part of privateers. What they're going to be out there doing is making sure that their families are okay. In other words, all that stuff that you watched last summer and some of this year too, burning buildings and rioting and all that crap, it's real, folks. It's an agenda to destabilize this country. Divide and conquer is the goal, and they have masters at doing it. Marty and I both know we watch racism come back to life. Racism was dead in the 80s. It was pretty much done for in the 1980s. They've rekindled it and brought it back. Divide and conquer, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to be smarter than this. Self-defense comes in a lot of different ways. Do you have the ability to defend yourself? And I'm not just talking about the more obvious ones. After all, my friend got rid of a couple individuals simply because he had a sword. A sword, a tool that had been around for centuries centuries I'm here to tell you folks that's wonderful too but what are some of the other tools that you can use seriously have you got some basic hand to hand combat have you ladies taken a how to deal with a potential rape situation This is just a couple moves that you can do. It significantly increases the probability that you don't get raped or assaulted or murdered. Or are you just going to sit there and let things happen? These are real questions that you have to be able to answer. They're really questions that you have to answer. It's not a nice world out there, my friends. You're going to have to choose whether to fight or to flee. Again, those are going to be your two options. And again, you cannot know what's going to happen until it happens. Amani and I can sit here and look at scenario after scenario, and believe me, I've wargamed out more issues than you can possibly imagine. Remember, I'm an ex-soldier. I grew up studying military history and military strategy. I've seen all kinds of crap. So I can see all kinds of different angles of how the game gets played. And right now I'm here to tell you that they are doing all kinds of some very nasty stuff to us. But it's only just started. They made arrangements under the Clinton administration the Clinton administration to bring in foreign troops to America. Now, why is it that these foreign troops are in other countries and not the local troops? 
because they figured out that the locals are more apt to protect the people than they are to follow the orders. Now, that's not always true of the leaders. That's not always true. Look at places like Argentina or some of these other places. But in the end, eventually, the decisions will get made one way or another. Folks, they have created a dividing line. They have created this line for one purpose, because they're trying to start a fight. They're trying to start a fight. It's not a coincidence that a lot of these people that are coming into the country now are young men. They're not families. They're young men. What do you think will happen if they say, well, guess what? If you fight for us, you'll get your American citizenship. If you do what we tell you to do, we'll look the other way. You do realize, folks, that United Nations troops that have been scattered around the planet for the last 50 years, there have been a lot of crimes committed by these UN troops. You think that can't come to America? Are you truly that naive? God, I hope not. John? Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, about the foreign troops being here back under George H.W. Bush. 20,000 Iranian troops were trained in Kansas. There's no evidence they ever left. Why they were here, nobody knew. You come forward, uh, you talked about arrangements to bring the military in from other countries. We have civil assistance agreements with Canada and Mexico. The last one was with Canada. It was General Renault of the Air Force who uh, signed the agreement allowing Canadian troops to be brought in. The reason being the uh, Palm 29 Palms debriefing when people leave the military. And one of the questions, some of the questions on there were, if ordered to, would you fire on American citizens? 84% of them said no. So not being able to rely on the brainwashing of the military, they made these arrangements with Mexico and Canada, these civil assistance agreements. And these things read that in case of a volcano or an earthquake or a hurricane, like we can't handle that stuff, right? Oh, and by the way, civil unrest. They can bring Canadian or Mexican troops in to use against us when they questioned even the Canadians if ordered to do so, would you fire on U.S. citizens? It was a resounding yes. The reason being, we're not related to those people. And it didn't stop there. We have all of these free trade zones across the country that are foreign, sovereign foreign territory, a very large one out there in Idaho, of course. And they bring in their own people who work the factories, they are totally self-contained, manufacturing, housing, schools, um, shipping, the whole nine yards. They are not taxed until whatever they're producing leaves the free trade zone. If they are working in the free trade zone, brought in from another country, and they get two years in without any run-ins with the law or anything, they get automatic U.S. citizenship. And more recently... um, a friend of mine who is a retired Air Force officer 
told me that trying to get on Shaw or Jackson Air Force bases on the East Coast, the Carolinas, he couldn't get on without having a specific reason for being there. Uh, They have, of course, the commissary and there's doctor's offices and so on. He had to be escorted to where he was going. But he said the base was full of Israeli soldiers in uniform carrying weapons. He said there were very few American military. He ran into that at both bases. I have heard that about other bases across the country, that foreign military agents are on our bases and they are in uniform, and I want to know why the hell they're here. Um, but they're, we're, we're being set up, and they're bringing people in not only to take jobs and so on, but these are the people they can depend on to turn on us, even if our own military wouldn't, and I can't even imagine that. There's always going to be a percentage of them that will jump to jump to the gun. But we have all of these foreign troops in-house, in this country, military, I want to know why. And I'm hearing this from many, many people that access the bases or were accessing the bases and now find it almost impossible. Well, Marty, again, this trend has been going on for a while. And I'm here to tell you, especially after all the shenanigans I've seen in the last few years, there has been an awful lot. You know, we've talked about the fact that uh, under the Trump administration, he turned over control of the government to FEMA. I watched the video. Now, they were supposed to do a thing three months later, you know, every three months until the quote-unquote problem was solved. I've never seen a president, either the one that used to be or the one pretending to be now, take that power back from FEMA. Folks, you're in a totalitarian dictatorship right now. I cannot stress that enough. You are there already. And if you can't see it, it's as blatant as I can show you. Marty and I have been showing you for two years now. We cannot make it any more obvious because the people that are doing it have made it pathetically obvious. Again, we've talked about this. They are hiding absolutely nothing. Their entire agenda is on the news. Their entire agenda is all over the Internet. You want to know where to find some of it? Go to the World Economic Forum. They're putting it right out there just for you. We've talked about this. This is a contract offer. You folks are free to accept the offer that they're giving you, slavery and death, or tell these New World Order creeps to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Those are your two options, ladies and gentlemen. These folks are not nice people. You don't reason with psychopaths. It doesn't work. You cannot convince people with an agenda of resolving around genocide that they're wrong. Can't do it. 
because for them, it's about power, it's about profits, and it's about eliminating some of the threat. And ladies and gentlemen, you are very much a threat to them. Because anytime we want to throw off these slave chains, we can do it. Anytime we want to. What have you heard me and Marty talk about for years now? Stop consenting to the tyranny. What else can I say? Stop consenting to it. Tell them what you're not going to do. Two words, two letters, N-O, no. Enough. Criminality is real, folks. And just because they are, quote-unquote, agents of government, and again, the word government comes from two Latin words, guvernare and mente, and all the word government means in Latin is mind control. That's what it means. And as long as you do what your corporate masters tell you to do, they're happy. But they're going to treat you like they're slaves. And if they decide that they've got too big of a slave population, what? guess what happens? They get rid of it. They call the herd. And they're calling the herd as we speak. And there's an awful lot of walking dead people out there right now. Some of them have already figured it out because they're already pushing up daisies. Others are figuring it out because they're in bed sick. Damaged all because of a hoax, because of an agenda. And there's more going to come. Next, cities versus countryside. Again, folks, if you're living in the city, and by the way, I do, you better have some thinking going, caps working. Because cities are a lot easier to lock down than the countryside is. Now, going back a couple decades, there's a map that's out there, and you can find it, where they wanted to turn most of America into literally no man or woman zone. They wanted it to be, quote-unquote, rewilded. Why? Because, again, those resources are very valuable. You give somebody an acre of land, hell, you give somebody half of an acre of land. They build a house on it. They plant a few groceries in the backyard. Things are pretty good under those circumstances. And again, this is why you slaves don't own anything. You look at the deed to your property. It calls you a tenant. It doesn't call you an owner. When you realize how the scam has been implemented, and I've proved it on this show again and again, we're not going to take the time tonight. Their agenda is to make sure people don't have options. And what this show tonight is about is to make sure that you do. You better have options. Because if your whole survival instinct is based on, the government's going to take care of me, I know it, you're already dead. You just don't realize it yet. Cell phones. Ladies and gentlemen, you can track with cell phones. <laughs> They're tracking everything that you're saying and everything you're doing. All those little apps that you're downloading onto your phone for convenience come with a price. 
Yes, they do. They use to control you. They sit there and sell their data to other people who will buy it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they captured the guy that broke into my friend's home and almost murdered him? Dumbass still had his cell phone on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we can't give up our cell phones anymore, can we, folks? No, 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 I can't go without my cell phone and my internet. No! What happens when the grid goes down? There's going to be people that are going to go nuts. There's going to be people who commit suicide. Oh, I can't go without my Facebook. <laughs> sniff, sniff. Uh-huh. Just a little side note, have some board games and make sure you've got several decks of cards, ladies and gentlemen. And for crying out loud, make sure you've got some books with special emphasis on books that actually teach you something that will help you survive. All things like how to grow things, how to identify edible plants, how to do simple surgeries, how to help somebody if they get sick how to purify water. There's all kinds of great books out there with all this information. But if you think that you're going to have easy access, oh, well, in a situation like that, I'll just get online and I'll look it up. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If there is no electricity, you ain't getting anywhere. So you better figure out pretty quick, A, you better have the skills already so you don't have to read a book, or B, if you don't have those skills, you better have easy access to the book so you can say, okay, oops, things aren't quite the way they need to be. Um, I better figure out real quick what I need to know. That's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the world you're living in. FEMA camps. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're trusting those FEMA camps, Federal Emergency Management Agency, to take care of you, ladies and gentlemen, that's a contract with the devil telling you right now it's a contract with the devil you'll give up everything and if you get hungry enough you'll go there you'll go there and when they say give us your guns you better turn them in because they're not going to let you take them into the camps sign this piece of paper here voiding all your rights granting them to us You'll sign it if you're hungry enough. Realize the agenda. This is about full slavery. Absolute control. See, government uses all kinds of weapons. We've already talked about trauma-based mind control, psychological warfare, propaganda, all those things. Okay? Okay. But like Marty said at the beginning of the show, the 5G issue, that's a weapon. They can control your emotions using it. Fact, ladies and gentlemen. They've been studying people for centuries. They've been playing with a lot of technology that they're not advertising. They've gotten real good at using it. And again, they've told you the technology is there. They put it out there for you. I remember seeing it in the 90s in an X-File episode. I says, yep, there's your predictive programming right there. That's the story. 
We've talked about the fact that they burned down a lot of farmland. They burned down a lot of homes using lasers and other technology. They've used weather warfare to destroy resources and homes and farms and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a war that has been declared on this people of this country. You better recognize it for what it is. And like I said, it's great if you've got some gold and silver. More power to you. I hope you've been stashing some. I really have. But that isn't going to help you if you're going hungry. It won't feed you. You can't eat gold and silver. Now, you can barter it away for gold, other things. But, you know, I remember a comment made by uh, one of the other guys that uh, teaches common law. He says, yeah, I got a farm. You show up with all your gold and silver. I'll take all of it. I'll give you a few groceries for it. He doesn't give a shit about what the price of gold and silver is. He's got a farm. You've got what matters. You can survive without gold and silver, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot survive without food for more than a week. You cannot survive without water for more than a day or two. Do you have a water purification system? Hmm? Do you? Do you have the ability to learn quickly how to produce fresh water if the water isn't coming out of your tap anymore? Not that you want to drink it anyway because it's poisoned with fluoride. <laughs> but hey, that's again, we've talked about all this. This is second nature for most of you. What kind of knowledge, skills, and abilities do you have? Truly, what kind of knowledge, skills, and abilities do you have? Do you have things that people are going to need? Do you? Because I'm telling you right now, if you don't have something of value in a world that's going to hell, it's going to be that much harder to survive. And by the way, going back to that issue about sex, in a good down society, sex is cheap. Very cheap. World War II Germany, you could buy a girl for a cigarette or a can of food. Say, well, John, that's World War II Germany. Yeah, it was. So let's get more modern. A lot more modern. Let's talk about Greece for a moment. Forbes article. Very interesting. See, in Greece, the Greek women weren't prostitutes. They were other European women that came to Greece and acted the role of a prostitute. Well, when the bankers took the economy down in Greece, something changed. All of a sudden, Greek women were also standing on the street corner. And what was their price? A sandwich. You could rent a girl for a sandwich. You think that that isn't going to happen here? Are you truly that naive? What did I say a few minutes ago? You're desperate enough. You will do pretty much anything you've got to to survive. This is a war. 
You better start thinking like it is. The Hunger Games are so real. The agenda is so real. The shortages are so real. I would encourage everybody to look up the Ice Age Farmer. IceAgeFarmer.com. You can also find him over there on YouTube, although I'm sure he gets banned on a regular basis and one of these days he won't be there. But Christian talks an awful lot about how the food issue is becoming front and center. The Hunger Games are real. Water supplies are being bought up by the billionaires. They're being controlled again. How do you control countries through oil? How do you control people through food and water? What are they doing now in some parts of this country? Collecting rainwaters, they got something for you. They throw you in a cage for collecting rainwater. Folks, this dystopian hell that you're living in right now isn't going to be going away anytime soon. At least not until we make the decision that it's about time to put it away. See, we can stop all this crap tomorrow if we want. We can bring it to a screeching halt. Because the temper tantrums of their quote-unquote leaders don't mean squat. But they got guns, they got tanks, they got aircraft, they got all this other stuff, they got bombs and nukes and... Yeah, and... And... You think that matters? Do you? What happens when you stop consenting to the tyranny? What happens... All of their agenda comes comes to a screeching halt. All of it. All of it. Now, they can target a few people here and a few people there, and they can even target communities. Believe me, they've done it. Marty and I have both been targeted. You've heard my stories a few times, I'm sure. But in the end... What if tens of millions of people said no more? What if all of a sudden there were some court cases that weren't run by a bunch of bomb mafia members? Where the defendants, those who were guilty of a multitude of crimes, 134 crimes of government agents, look it up on Facebook. Uh, everybody can find it. What happens if there's common law courts of record? where we actually allow these criminals some of the rights that they deny us. The right to an impartial and fair trial and just present the evidence. What happens when the psychopaths are no longer in charge because they're finally where they belong, locked up, and in some cases executed for the multitude of war crimes, after conviction, of course. 
This is your world, ladies and gentlemen, and you can pretend that it doesn't exist. If you want to keep your head in the sand, hey, I'm an anarchist. You do you. That's what you want. You can have your dystopian hell. There's those of us that are out here fighting a battle that most people are clueless about. Talking in ways that most people would say, Oh, that's treason. Or, I don't want to be targeted by USA. Yeah, we call that cowardice. How many times have I told you, if I'm not on 20 government watch lists, I'm feeling miserably? Criminality doesn't go away just because you consent to it. It only gets worse. And believe me, folks, you ain't seen nothing yet. See, I've got friends in England. I have friends in Australia. See, that's the beauty of doing what I do and what Marty does. We're all over the world. People know who we are. We're in the fight. We're, we're not just fighting for Americans. We're fighting for everybody. I'm even fighting for the Chinese. I'm fighting for the Russians. I'm fighting for all of them. Why? Because they're dividing us into our little groups. And people like Marty and me, we're trying to unite the people against the criminal syndicate. To stand against it. To stand opposed to their tyranny and hell. Doesn't take violence, it takes will. And by the way, that doesn't mean that if you don't get attacked, you can't defend yourself. Please do not ever construe that. That's why I tell people you better have the ability to defend yourself. Don't start the fight, but by golly, finish it. If it comes knocking at your door, solve the problem. Solve the problem. Your world is what you help make it. You better think outside the box if you're going to survive this. Because I'm telling you again, I know there's a lot of you out there that know these things, but you can't get your families to go along with it. Again, I get your frustrations. Believe me, I do. I comprehend them more than you can possibly imagine. But I'm here to tell you, their system, they want you to eat factory-grown meat, another Bill Gates patent. They want you to be subservient to them. They don't want you to have choices in food. They're not there to make sure that you are eating healthy. Everything's pre-processed now, folks. Almost all the vitamins and minerals are gone. That's why so many people are running around obese. They're busy intaking all this food, looking for the food, the vitamins and minerals that they need that isn't in the food or is in such minute amounts because the body can't get satisfied. It can't be done. But it can if you're growing your own food. You're not using worn-out dirt. It's been chemically poisoned for the last 40 years with pesticides and all this other crap. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. (laughs) 
not even remotely. Medications, again, they have put so many people on head meds. These things make people cloudy. We know for a fact that in a lot of instances that they cause people to turn suicidal even though it's supposed to prevent it. We have people that are needing medications that are not able to get it. Because again, their system is not about healing people. A patient healed is a patient lost. They're there to make money. Not that there is any money, but you know what I'm saying. It's the bottom line for them. Figure out some alternatives. Figure out how to survive without Big Pharma's crap. And I'm not just talking the injection. It's actually nothing more than genetic engineering. You see, folks, we have forgotten the old ways. We have forgotten that Big Pharma was bought and paid for 120 years ago. The American Medical, those people were bought and paid for. As that saying goes, you know, science, there is no science anymore. It's money that buys the scientists. See, real scientists are out there talking about this hoax right now, and nobody can hear them. They're getting banned off of platforms. People that bring them on as guests find their channels deleted. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is really an agenda out there. To silence the opposition. And again, so many people that shouldn't know better when a eugenicist is sitting there saying, hey, I got something that I'll give you for free and it's going to help you. Even after he's, I watched the video again. Yeah, vaccines can be used for population control and I want to use them to reduce the population by at least 15%. That's Bill Gates' own words. That isn't me talking smack about Bill Gates. That's Bill Gates' own words. And by the way, it's 15%. I think he's looking at 50, not 15. It was just more politically correct to say 15 rather than 50. And again, folks, we've been told this in advance before it ever happened. Anthony Fauci made that little statement yeah, under the Trump administration, is going to be an outbreak. Ha, ha, ha. Again, predictive programming. Event 201 told us what was about to happen. And then it happened a few months later. Well, the World Economic Forum did it again. The latest thing was a quote-unquote grid-down scenario. Gee, what do you think is going to happen here in the near future? What are they talking about already? It's predictive programming, folks. That's all it is. It's an agenda. And the way to survive their dystopian agenda is to be, one, aware of it, and two, prepared for it when it comes. But you can't be prepared for it if you're sitting there absolutely desperate right now. Why did they shut down the economy in 2020? To make sure that there was a lot less chance of people surviving. 
after all, if you had the ability to go out and buy everything that you needed because you still had your job and say, you know what, people like John and Marty, yeah, I, I, I think it's probably be smart for me to spend a few dollars on a few extra groceries, have some extra rice and beans and buy some seeds, some vegetable seeds, maybe plant a few trees in the backyard, you know, an apple tree, a pear tree, and, you know, a few other trees and just just to be safe, you know. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, folks? I mean, honestly, say I'm completely wrong and I'm completely off my rocker. Just pretend that's my argument for the day. What's the worst that can happen from you planting groceries and planting trees that bear fruit? Fresh fruit and vegetables coming out of your own property? Not having that food bill as part of it? I mean, that's the worst that can happen, right? The worst. Real food. Oh, wow, this is cool. No pesticides. Oh, awesome. Going out there and picking apples from your own tree, making an apple pie or making something else, or just taking a big old bite right off the tree. The crunch, the taste. Not this crap that you buy in a grocery store that's almost tasteless and so bland. You know how difficult it is to find a good tomato out there? Really? Tomatoes in these stores is a joke. Almost no flavor. Go find a real tomato grown by one of the local farmers who hasn't turned his uh, farm into a pesticide. Where they actually love the plants. And the plants love the farmers and everybody wins. Take a bite into that tomato and, oh, so good. The apple, the pear, the green beans, all of it. You don't have to support the syndicate. And all these corporations, especially the big box stores, ladies and gentlemen, they don't have your agenda at hand. Their goal is one profit and two control. And trust me when I say this, they're doing things to make sure that the supply of food is not what it needs to be. Because I am certain, beyond certain, that the hunger games are right around the corner. A couple other quick points. Waste disposal. Again, what happens when the toilets don't flush? Huh? Better think about that. Better learn how to ditch dig up a ditch in the backyard. See, my great-grandmother had a farm, been in the family for a century. She had what was called an outhouse out back. Mm -hmm. Went outside to go do your business. No indoor plumbing at the time. It was still there in the 80s. Learn how to do that. Make sure it's not near a water source and make sure it is nowhere near food preparation area. Learn how to dig a trench. Make sure you have some tools. And I'm not just talking those ones that are nice and easy to use that have electricity off of them. No. Have some real tools. The old-fashioned kind of hammer and axe. All these other things. I'm telling you right now, folks, in a grid-down scenario, having a few extra tools around and having the ability to build a few extra things, 
Could be the difference between you surviving or not. We talk about New Orleans. We look at the flooding. Look at what happened there. And remind everybody this. When they took New Orleans down, there were truckloads of people coming in with truckloads of stuff. FEMA wouldn't let them get to New Orleans. They had food, they had fresh water, all the things that these people in New Orleans needed. They were denied access to that city. We also saw something else that we hadn't seen in a very long time in New Orleans at that point. Gun confiscation. Door to door. Door to door. You see, they weren't just going into areas that had been damaged. Oh no, there were several areas in New Orleans that no damage whatsoever. No damage whatsoever. Knock, knock, knock. We're the National Guard. We're here to get all your guns. Excuse me? You're not given a choice. Give them up. I watched them beat up a little old lady on video. Older than Marty. All she had was a little pistol. She wasn't threatening them with it. But that didn't change the fact that they were going to get that pistol and they assaulted her to make damn sure they did. Mm-hmm. There was another gentleman that was talking about it too. He had guns in his boat at the time and they somebody rode up with a boat, government agent, discovered that he had guns and took the guns away from him, gave him a receipt and told him that he could get his guns back later. He never got his guns back. Ladies and gentlemen, they're disarming you for a reason. They're controlling you for a reason. It is entirely your choice whether you want to continue to let them enslave you under the color of law. Stand up and be counted. The choice truly is each and every one of ours. I've picked my battle. Marty's picked hers. You don't get this hardcore conversations that you get with Marty and me on most stations. They can't do it. They don't have the guts. Oh, they'll tap dance around it a little bit. Try to find somebody else that's brought criminal charges against clerks masquerading as judges. Criminal charges against bar mafia members. Criminal charges against blue mafia members. You'll be hard-pressed to do it. Some of us aren't sitting back fiddling while Rome burns. Some of us are in a fight because we recognize it's a fight for our lives. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all better figure that out pretty quick too. Because if you don't, you're going to be pushing up daisies sooner than you thought also. Marty, back to you. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. 
people don't seem to understand it. They've been, I think, maybe conditioned by movies that, well, this happens in the movies, but it doesn't happen in real life. You're staring it in the face. We have been set up the likes of which I didn't think was possible, but you only have to get on, like, Facebook uh, to see how brainwashed people are. And they are willingly brainwashed because that way they can remain apathetic. That way, they don't have to stand up and do anything. Uh, once you know about something, it's one thing if you're ignorant about something and it makes you mad because people are saying something you don't believe, and you find out later that what you were being told is the truth, people will get angrier then. It's just like writing. I document, link back to the government resources, the bills, the legislation, the entries on the Federal Register. And exactly where it's at, line and paragraph. And people explode. And the reason they do is because once they have been pre- pre- presented with what actually is from a verifiable source like the government, they absolutely are consumed with anger because knowledge requires that you act that you do something, and the last thing they want to do is anything. They would rather believe the lie and then bitch and moan later on about, well, I didn't know, and we did, yeah, you knew, you knew. (laughs) You just thought somebody else would get up and wage the fight, and you could sit in front of your TV. But that's the one thing that has become glaringly apparent to me is people are angrier when you present them with bona fide evidence of what you are saying, because knowledge requires action. They don't want to do anything. We are faced with, they're claiming now that uh, 69% of Americans have been vaccinated. I don't believe that for a minute. Uh, The last I knew before that was around 43%, and they were closing down vaccine stations and were on the verge of throwing away over 5 million doses because people had stopped lining up for them. And this is when Biden came out and said, uh, you know, we might be sending agents door to door. You better not. I'm telling you, you better not. Um, We have a right to bodily autonomy. And the right, and you go back to Nuremberg, the right to control what is done to us in the name of medicine. And we see that right violated every single day. But this vaccine thing, and it's unapproved, it's experimental, it's not a vaccine at all, and you're talking about forcibly injecting me with it. The other thing is that they're coming out with, uh, the Atlantic just ran a big, if it wasn't a propaganda piece, I'll kiss your butt, about how the vaccinated people shouldn't, uh, unvaccinated, you shouldn't be able to fly because that means that the vaccinated people have to carry the burden of those people. No, it's you vaccinated people, according to the CDC, that are spreading this so-called variant. And it's very transmissible. You are the super spreaders. It is you we need to be protected from. I think every one of you that was foolish enough to do this should have to wear a pin on your lapel, a tattoo on your forehead, something to let the rest of us know you're infected. And they talk again about viral shedding. Every vaccine has a two- to three-week period after vaccination 
called viral shedding. Every time you breathe in and out, walk through a room, shed dead skin cells, sneeze, cough, anything, you are spreading the viruses you were infected with. And until you grasp the idea that a vaccine is actually a forced infection with numerous toxic agents, I don't know what to do for you. Why you would walk up and say, yeah, give me a big dose of pneumonia, will you? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? It'd be like walking up and saying, yeah, give me a dose of cancer so that way maybe I won't get it in the future. And they now consider virus, uh, cancer a virus. You just... I'm, I'm telling you, this this is so backwards. If you're foolish enough to get that vaccine, I'm sorry for you. We've got over 12,000 dead from it. We have almost a half a million people that have either been slightly injured or permanently injured. It runs the whole gamut. Half a million people. What other product do you know out there can murder this many people and cripple, paralyze, and maim a half a million more? And they're talking about producing more of it. If you don't understand this is depopulation, this is an agenda to get rid of as many of us as possible, mostly the elderly. This is a culling of the elderly, us useless eaters who can no longer be extorted for taxes. They want rid of us. They want rid of us in a big way. We had that doctor as a manual, somebody or other, got on TV and said, nobody should want to live past 75. Says who? Says who? And you first, good doctor, you first. But these proclamations, another one before this all started with the vaccines, that doctor got on CNN and said, you know, don't be alarmed if a lot of elderly people die behind these vaccines. What? Don't be alarmed. This is like a public announcement. We're going to be killing a lot of elderly people in nursing homes, and this is what I keep telling people. The only people dying are in nursing homes or in the hospital. And the public has caught on to that so well that hospitalizations across the country are down by 61% from where they normally are. And elderly people, most in particular, refuse to go because they know the likelihood of them coming home is about nil and none. I, I don't even know what to say. I know we're in the end run here. I know that everything is going to change and when they, the final move is made, it's going to happen quickly it's going to it's going to take everyone by surprise especially these people that our government wouldn't lie to us i don't know why not they've lied to us many other times they've been caught in it of course we call that conspiracy theory even when they admit they lied it's still a conspiracy theory or it's fake news or it's some other asinine thing they came up with but the thing is you've been warned through this show time and again and tonight was probably the best get your ducks in a row get ready if nothing happens hey you're in good shape if it does you're in reasonably good shape but always plan and prepare we have been carefully trained as a public 
to not be prepared for anything. Boy, there's stores everywhere. You can get whatever you want, you know, whenever you want it. You don't have to stockpile all that stuff. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And another thing I would add to the food supply is things like antiseptics, hydrogen peroxide, bandages, um, things like that that you might need, cold medications, uh, like cough syrup, that kind of stuff, for just in case someone gets ill. Because I guarantee you, none of this stuff is going to be available when the hammer falls. It's not going to be available. So things that you might think, well, why would I need that? You're probably going to need that. You just never know. Anyway, we're down to the end here. John, thank you. This has been a riveting 90 minutes. I appreciate it. We'll be back next Monday night, and goodness knows what our topic will be. <laughs> we There's so much to choose from. Um, but we'll be back, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. A reminder, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, and we'll be back this next year. So anyway, everybody have a good evening. Again, thank you, and good night, John. <laughs>